It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. <laughs> the ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! And we welcome you to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, WKYC style. We've got 30 minutes of Cleveland area sports. I'm Jay Crawford. In the next 30 minutes, in honor of 216 Day, February 16th, we'll be sharing our favorite Cleveland sports memories with you. I think you can guess which one mine is. Bull? I'm Adam the Bull, and I'm going to tell you, and I may shock you, with which team in Cleveland is closest to winning a championship. G. Hey, I'm G. Bush, and I'm going to tell you what. A lot of you guys don't like the Guardians uniforms. I'm going to tell you why the City Series should be the new permanent uniforms. Oh, McNuggets? And I'm Mikey McNuggets, and we're going to tell you whether or not it's a lock that Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry get extensions this offseason, but we start by grading the Cavs on their first half performance, Jay. Yeah, look, uh, what do you guys give the Cavs? Because here we are at the All-Star break, which is not really the halfway point. It's We're much further than the halfway point of the season. But the Cavs currently sit as the two seed in the Eastern Conference. Remember, last year they finished as the four seed, 152 games, but were bounced in the first round. Letter grades, yeah. what do you got? I got an A+. Plus. I mean, what, what more can you ask for? The Cavs, you mentioned they're in second place. They have the fourth best record in the NBA. And outside of the Celtics, who are six games ahead of the Cavs, the other two teams with better records are only a game and a game and a half better, the top two teams in the West. They were without two of their best players for a long time. They have, they're, they're the, the last quarter of the season, they're the best team in the NBA. Except for maybe Boston, but I don't even know. Uh, everybody on the roster, except for maybe Darius Garland, is playing the best basketball of their career. The coach was this close to getting fired, and now he's in the conversation for coach of the year. Uh, We'll see what happens the rest of the season, but right now, A-plus for me. Um, I got to go with A-plus as well. Uh, And I think this is mainly due to, to, uh, you know, when you look at the roster, it's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is playing his career best right now. You take a look at his free throw, not for his free throws, he's getting to the line a lot, but assists per game, uh, career high. You look at the rebounds per game, career high. You look at how much he's averaging, almost 29 points a game. He did it without Garland and Mobley. And the thing that I think is, is most impressive is he comes out every single game and look at the game, the last game before the All-Star break. He looked around and that game could have been touch and go with the Bulls. They came out ready to go. White and DeSumo were hitting shots. But guess what? They were down 17. Donovan Mitchell said, nope, get on my back. We're going to carry him to the promised land. And he plays games like that. They no longer concede games where they start off slow. 
Donovan makes sure make sure that he's a spark plug, drags him to the finish line, and I think they, they should get an A plus right now, a second team in the East. Well, we can't have a clean sweep, and Professor Crawford has the history of grading very tough. <laughs> so, with that in mind, um, I'm going to give the Cavaliers for the first half of the season plus an A. Mm. I can't okay. quite okay. get to an A plus. Okay, and there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, you mentioned the game the other night against the Bulls. Okay, it was great the way they ended it, but you can't fall down to a team at home like the Bulls by 17 points. And I know White was playing Jordan-like basketball. He was out of his Be- mind. Best game I've ever seen. Played <laughs> I was literally like, man, I knew this guy was good. I didn't think he was that good. Then he had the three at the end, which was a decent look, top of good the key. Good look, I thought. Yeah. I, when it came off his hands, I'm like, I won't be shocked if that yeah. goes in. Right. It rattled out. But I, I can't go all the way to an A-plus because, again, you're the best team and the second best team in the conference. You can't let these teams like the Bulls and the game before them, the Sixers who were playing shorthanded, come in here and either beat you or take you to a last-second shot. So, also, yes, I agree with you. A lot of these guys are playing the best basketball of their careers. Donovan Mitchell, for sure. Allen is. Mm-hmm. Mobley is. Garland is still struggling. I don't know what the answer is to figure out how to fit him into all of this. Well, you wonder if that game-winning but, shot the other day gets him in a good good frame of mind. Let's now. hope. Yeah. But then, you know, he also missed the shot he did against, against Philly, Philly yeah. that would have given them the victory. So, let's give them an A. And I also want to make this statement. This is a quiz in the midterm grading section, and it's only going to count for 10% of your final grade. That's true. I don't care about the regular season anymore. You and I particularly said, yeah. no, 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 no. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I want to see what they do leading up to the playoffs and in the playoffs. So it counts for 10% of the final grade. The second half will count for 20% of the final grade. And what you do in the playoffs will count for 70%. And the, and the reason I say that it does matter, the regular season matters, you you add, you bring in Struess, you bring in Yang, you're trying to work those guys in. Plus, you're, you're playing a different style of basketball and you're trying to incorporate Darius Garland into this this play style when he does not have the ball as much because Donovan Mitchell has the ball. I think though that's the reason this year it does matter a little bit more in the regular season because of the new parts, the way they that's play. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It, 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 it matters to a degree. It's not proof of anything they're going to do in the playoffs is why ultimately it doesn't matter because just because you play great in the regular season doesn't mean you're going to play great in the playoffs. As we learned There's last year. There's value certainly to what they're doing right now. Yeah. But it's not proof of success on the next I agree. It's not it really an indicator of what yeah. they're going to do. They have to figure out matchups. Right. They have to figure out rotations. I still think the big question this year is, what is Darius Garland? Yes. That's the big question. Okay. Next up, let's go to the Browns. And there's something a little interesting happening in Berea right now. And I say interesting because coming off a year in which the team overperformed based on the injuries they had, Kevin Stefanski was named coach of the year. Andrew Barry, by some counts, could be considered in a conversation for executive of the year. He made some great offseason moves upgrading this team. But Barry and Stefanski as a duo are entering the last year of their contracts, and there really hasn't been a whisper about an extension for either one. One to ten, ten being shocked. One being, this is what you expected. Where are you on the scale of surprise? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, I'm I'm at a 10 right now. I'm, I'm oh, really? shocked. I guess I sh- I, I'll say 8 because with Jimmy Haslam, I guess you never know. <laughs> but I'm shocked that they haven't been offered an extension as far as we know. Now, there was a report last weekend that it's going to happen, and that was good to hear. But uh, and I spoke to Mary Kay this week, and she said the same thing. She thinks it's going to happen. But yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm at eight. I'm su- really surprised that it hasn't happened already. I think it's a five. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, let's you know, it's halfway between. Because what they've told you, that the front office has told you, the main objective is a high-powered offense. Deshaun Watson looking like he did in in Houston, and. The Cleveland Browns going out looking to be more explosive overall and getting receivers, getting people for this offense. And if you look at it, they haven't done it yet. They haven't got, they haven't bolstered the receiving core. Deshaun Watson does not look like he was was when he was in Houston, and they don't necessarily like the offense that they were running. So if you think about it, you look read the tea leaves. They've they've actually gone more to change the team than to acknowledge them and to say, okay, that was a great job. Let's let's keep things going. They've actually gone out of their way to to tell us in their moves, ah, that was a nice year. It's not duplicatable though. So this is what your objective is. Yes, you had one twelve games, and yes, you you played uh, and you played with the Texans. But I also think they take credit, they take something away from them because of the fact that you lost that bad to a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that I think was the season ended on a sour note. And because of that, we saw a change at offensive coordinator. We saw a change at the tight end coach position, a change at the running back position. It's weird. Typically, when you win 11 and make the playoffs, you're rewarded with something. Mm -hmm. Uh, This team really wasn't rewarded. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year, second time in four years. Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. You would think that there'd be flowers, but there haven't been. And I think as a fan base, as I've had a little bit more time to think about all that, I'm okay with that. It's the Haslam's way of saying, okay, you did okay. You didn't break any records. You did okay, but we need better than okay. It was a shot across the bow. Initially, I didn't like the moves. Why, Why are you making these moves? These guys overachieved. What they're saying to the organization and everybody in it, this wasn't good enough. We expect more. Our bar is higher, and we're moving in a different direction to get there. So I'm okay with that. I'm actually lower than you. A, it's the Haslam's. Nothing surprises me. B, there's clearly some friction going on in this organization. I don't think, I'm not reporting, this is my opinion. I don't think Kevin Stefanski wanted to move on from the offensive coordinator and Alex no. Van Pelt. Nope. I don't think he necessarily wanted to hire Ken Dorsey, and I don't think he wants to give up play calling, and that may happen. Yeah. So because of all of that, there's some friction going on, and I know that everybody right now is saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and it probably will. But right now that it hasn't, I'm not too shocked by it. 
Today is February 16th, also known as 216 Day, in honor of the OG area code in the Cleveland area. Now we're getting a third area code to go along really? with 440 and 216. My question for you guys, and Bull, you can start here. What's your favorite all-time Cleveland sports memory? So this was a tough one because I had four finalists. <laughs> so, of course. So uh, uh, rap rapid fire, the other three, was the Cavs the day they won the championship. Yeah. Uh, Jason in 2012, it was September 26th, I believe. Oh, yeah. Jason Giambi hit a walk-off homer in Cleveland. I was at the game. When the Guardian, or the Indians at the time had to win like all those games at the end of the year to get that wild card spot, and it was the first time they made the playoffs with me in Cleveland, and I, I, I was all caught up in it. That was exciting. And then, of course, in uh, November of 2011, the first remote broadcast of Bull and Fox show ever at Around the Corner in Lakewood, <laughs> Thursday night football. Browns got smoked by the Steelers, but the, the 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 bar was packed with fans of the show, and it was my welcome to Cleveland moment. It was so great. But ultimately, the best moment for me since 2011 was the parade day. Oh, that wow. day was crazy. I was on the, I watched it from the roof of the county office building and just looking at the humanity of fans going from the highway down to the lake on East Ninth. The parade had to be delayed because there was not enough police officers to keep people off the street. Everybody was in a great mood. It was such a fun day. The first championship in the city and forever. It was just such a positive experience. Everybody was loving each other. Kyrie even had fun. JR had the shirt off. It was, a, it, it was The weather was incredible that day. It was a magnificent day. And I will never, to the day I die, forget this day. That was a wonderful day. That yeah. was a wonderful event. Um, winning the championship was my number two. Mm. I remember celebrating in the plaza area between Progressive and what was then Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yeah. And walking back to the hotel, which was downtown. I was in town for ESPN to cover it. Uh, there was gridlock everywhere. Nobody could move. Yep. Everybody was outside of their cars. Yep. Dancing on cars horns beeping. It took me about an hour to get from the plaza to the hotel, which was just a couple of blocks away. And what I'll never forget about it is it was the one time in my life where I remember commenting and it was the overarching theme of that night was look at how society can integrate. Yeah. Yeah. I saw black guys hugging white cops. <laughs> I saw when, you know, when do you see that? Mm. I saw white guys high-fiving black guys that were dancing on their cars. That was the one thing yeah. that I said, boy, you'll never see that again. Yeah, I saw that. two black guys dancing on uh, some guy's car. It was not theirs with their shirts off going like this. And the owner of the car got out. I go, uh-oh. And he high-fived the guys that were dancing on his car. Man. Uh, there was love everywhere. Yeah. And the euphoria of finally celebrating a city championship was unlike any other. But for me, it was Rajay Davis's home run. It's <laughs> yeah. a moment I'll never forget. It was one of the most unlikely things I've ever seen in sports. They were down two. It was the eighth inning. It was Rajay Davis. He was choked up four inches on the bat. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be in a field level suite with my son and Bernie Kozar, and we were jumping up and down in a group hug well past him crossing home plate. Yeah. By the time we got done and we looked out, 
He was off the field. That's how long we were celebrating. That was crazy. It was an, a euphoric moment, unlike one I'd ever experienced as a sporting fan. I am a huge baseball guy. That's why that's my number one. It was followed by one of my most disappointing moments. Of course. But I'll never forget that moment. You guys, been, not only was it Rajay, but it was against Araldis Chapman. It was I mean, an it was... unlikely hitter against a guy that looked like he was throwing CGI fastballs. Yeah. You guys, you being baseball guys, you messed up. I'll just go yeah. ahead to take this one down the, the pipeline because you're baseball guys. The, this is easy. Opening day at Jacobs Field. Are you serious? Bill Clinton <laughs> throws out the first pitch. Look at this Manny Ramirez footage. Look at this. Listen, the game goes, I think the game goes into uh, um, the, uh, into extra innings. 11th inning. 11th inning. And, and guess what? The, the uh, Indians walk it off. Now look at this. The, the field is, is pristine. You have the best ballpark in the world. You have mm. Manny. You have Albert. Manny was you, skinny then. Hey, well, skinny Manny. Jim <laughs> Tomey. You take a look. And that at, was Randy Johnson pitching. And guess what? <laughs> at the end of the day, that yeah. was that's when everybody was locked in to what the Indians mm. was doing. That, there now, you here's, go. here's the shot of the walk-off here in the 11th. I think it was Wayne Kirby. Wayne Kirby. Wayne Kirby. Oppo yeah. double. Well, it ended up being just a single because yeah. Eddie Murray scored the winner. But that I remember that. Yeah. My, and my parents let me stay home. First, only time nice. my parents let me stay home from school to watch that I didn't that realize Bill nice. Clinton was a lefty. I didn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of walk-offs, mine, I've only been in Cleveland for a couple of years, so it's a short list. But when Oscar Gonzalez took Corey Kluber deep in the 15th inning, the walk-off hit Anthony. You can play the video whenever you want, my friend. Literally, yeah, anytime. You nuts. got it queued up. We got, no, that's the wrong one, Anthony. We'll go to break. Anthony, I was so by close, the way, buddy. on that day, I was, was at my so nephew's close. bar mitzvah, and I kept walking out to watch the game on my phone. That was that. That game felt like it took eight hours. Oh my and god, every that was pitch, crazy. The game was in the balance in every single pitch of that yeah. game. It's unlike a game I've yeah. any. And other Oscar I've Gonzalez seen. is no longer with now us. Now he's been cut by yeah. two teams. Since it's unbelievable. All right, we're taking a break. We'll come back. I love this question. It's gonna be a fun topic. Which of the three Cleveland professional sports teams went to the highest level? Our closest championship. We discuss after the break. We welcome you back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, it is 216 day, so obviously we're talking about the Cleveland sports teams and their chance to win a championship. Which team right now, the Cavs, the Browns, or the Guardians, has the best chance, Bull, to win a championship. Now, what I'm about to say really is not going to make sense to a lot of people because <laughs> if you ask me who the best team in Cleveland is, to me it's close between the Browns and the Cavs. I would actually say the Cavs are probably the best team in Cleveland right now by a hair over the Browns, and I think the Guardians are clearly third. And yet I'm going to make the argument that the Guardians actually have the best chance of winning a championship in the next year, and here's why. With the Browns, it's obvious. We don't know about their quarterback situation. And as good as the Browns are you, for the most part, have to have the quarterback to win, right? We saw that in the playoffs, great quarterback play, and the, and the AFC is so tough, and the Chiefs feel like impossible to beat right now, it's hard to pick the Browns. As for the Cavs, Mike talks about this all the time. It's nearly impossible to win a championship when your best player is a small guard. We've seen Steph Curry, who had a you know one of the greatest teams ever around him, and Isaiah Thomas, who had a bunch of Hall of Famers around him, do it. That's basically been about it. Uh, now, the Guardians, I look at them on paper and I'm like, they're not a championship team. They're a 500 team to me. However, baseball, more than any other sport, if you punch your ticket, you've got a shot. 
In football, if you punch the seventh ticket and you have no quarterback, but you made it because you division, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. In baseball, everybody's got a shot that that makes the playoffs. And the Guardians have one thing that not a lot of teams in Major League Baseball have. They got a damn good pitching staff. And if they're healthy, and they even if they win the division with 86 wins, which is possible in this division, they have the type of pitching staff that can get hot in the playoffs and you can win a championship. And because of the randomness of baseball, way more than basketball, football, where the better team more often wins, I'd give the Guardians the best chance. So I've got the Guardians with the second best chance for that reason. Winnable division and the strength is their pitching staff. Yes. And once you get into a series, when you've got, they've got really four guys, Bull, with front of the rotation kind of stuff. Not a lot they of teams do. can go that deep with their starting pitching. Get into the playoffs, keep your starting pitching healthy, and pitching wins in the playoffs. Yeah, you got to score runs to win. Yeah. But and I'm a good with closer, you, too. To and shut and it they've out. got a great closer. Yeah. So they're my number two. For the Browns, for the reasons you mentioned, you need a quarterback. We don't know what we have. And there's six teams in our conference that have quarterbacks that are going to be around and be heard from for a very long time. So for that reason, they're my last choice. For me, it's got to be the Cavs. They're the, currently the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they're six games behind the Celtics, but they've been playing their best basketball the last two months. The big question for me is, what is Darius Garland on this team, and how does he fit in? We know now with Mobley and Allen, they've got two guys that are going to give you double-doubles every night. They have figured out how to play together well with both of those guys. Donovan Mitchell is what he is. He's a top 15 player in the league, maybe top 10 player in the league. I think, and I'm not saying you can carry them to a championship, but and I'm not putting him in the same breath as Isaiah and Steph, but he's not far from those guys. He can take over a game. I just think right now the Cavs are the best position team in Cleveland to bring back that trophy. Oh, those are good answers, um, but uh, man, will the Guardians win? Oof. I don't know if they. Pl- <laughs> I don't know if they plan on bunting their way around the baseball <laughs> championships, and they have it. Square up a bunt for a home run. Yeah, uh, yeah. you, you have to score some runs, and I like the Cavs. Don't get me wrong. I think they they are second. I think Jay is correct. Here's my problem. Um, I need to know if if Darius Garland is a max player, and is he going to be able to show up? And, and, and a supporting role of Donovan Mitchell. I'm sold on Donovan Mitchell. I think he'll come up and show up and do his thing this year. But I don't know necessarily about Darius Garland. It's, this is an easy one. The, cat, or the Browns are, are the, the top team that is, clo- that is you know, closest to winning a championship. They got the quarterback. We know he can play, right? We've seen it before. It's just about putting it together in, in, in a recent terms. You got one of the best special backs in the, in the game in Nick Chubb. We talk about it all the time. Nick Chubb was available last year. I think they could have made a run with Joe Flacco. You got the coach of the year. Uh, we talk about, you know, when it comes to coaching, Tito leaves. Stefanski is the best coach in town now. Uh, you know, you got a defense that spent either one, two, or three. Dominant defense. Miles Garrett is a cornerstone player. You got a dominant corner in, in, in Denzel Ward. And now you got all you got to do is get it together and get you a couple extra pieces to, to augment what you got. David and Joku coming off a career year. And yeah, they did. Uh, they didn't really make it to, to the second round like we thought they should, but they beat the Baltimore Ravens. They've beaten some of those teams and they beat the Niners. They beat the 49ers and those guys were on the highest level of where they were. So the obvious answer is the Cleveland Browns are the closest to getting done. Here's the real answer. They're all three going to win their next seasons. Yeah, so we'll great. have a Cavs, a Browns, and a Guardians championship.
celebrate all in one year. Has that ever been done? Year. Three in one year? Not that two. I can think of. I know teams yeah. have won yeah. two, but not three that I can think so of. So by that logic, Jay, the Cavs are the closest to winning a championship. You win. You're right. I That's think the true. Bo- they're all going to win. Their championship <laughs> is next on the calendar. Boston Bru- didn't the Boston Bruins do Bruins it? and Patriots won them in the same year, I believe. And I don't know. If and maybe the Celtics. the Celtics. I don't know. We'll, we'll, look, we'll, look, at, we'll get you that. Taking a break. Uh, our 216 theme show continues because on the other side, what will the City Connect uniforms look like for our Cleveland Guardians? We put together some prototypes. We'll share them with you when we open the Cleveland Sports Show. on comes right back. All right, welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, this is going to be fun. Well, you started out. We've seen these City Connect jerseys, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Now the Guardians are going to join the party with it. Yeah. What would you put on your City Connect jersey? Uh, I got real in-depth, and uh, let me tell you something. I'm a bit of a perv, if I'm honest about it. So uh, <laughs> I want to put a naked woman's leg on the uh, – the, there you go. The, so uh, there's <laughs> there's the, <laughs> the leg lamp. She is very – and I – and because the only sport that anybody cares about right here is the Browns, pretty much. I made the I made the Guardians wear Browns colors. That is trash. That is that's the just worst, wrong. That's the worst uniform I've ever seen. Oh, in my you don't life. like that? That is the Cleveland trash. Leg I got legs. legs. No, G, you're up next. Bro. What do you got? This is it, man. Shout out to Major League. This is homage. Check this. Yeah. Check this out. This was on Twitter. Yeah. I think these uniforms is crazy. You got you got the guards on the front. You got the baseball. You, they're black. We got some black uniforms trimmed. I love those Guardians uniforms right here. These are the homage. Wow. I think they look like beer, beer league softball. Yeah. So I, I like see to. what you did. You yeah. went, and I should have seen this coming. Yeah. He yeah. loves the unis and the yeah. color schemes. Yeah, look at so the you went fashion. Yeah, yeah. like that, I went that's with iconic icons. Mm. Like what, what? What describes or defines our city? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want a one half of the jersey, yeah. an image of the Terminal Tower. By the way, uh, Anthony, our director, is also our graphics guy. Nice. Great job on these graphics. And then this, the Guardian Bridge icon on yeah. the right. And that's uh, that's going to be my uniform with CLE on the front. Jay, I like where you were going. Oof. I was very similar mindset. And if you want to take mine here, you're missing one thing. The most iconic image in all of Cleveland. Anthony, please take this before we go. Tim Misney's eyes have to be across the middle. <laughs> Tim Misney has to be on this. But the terminal tower also fits. I love it. It Tim looks Misney. like that tower is going up his nose. <laughs> we're out of time. Have a great weekend. We'll see you uh, Monday. Peace. <laughs> he will make them you pay. And this billboard game is off the charts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.